just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Marcus Show Bro, I am your host as I am every single time, Marcus himself. And as always, I am brought to you with my partner in crime, my number two, the Andre Davis to my Kelly Holcomb. Ryan, Ryan, buddy, how's it going? Great, Mark. I appreciate that, like, 2002, 2003 Browns uh, right there. Uh, analogy right there. Uh, bring, bringing back the Browns analogies, right? Yeah. <laughs> bringing back the Browns analogies. Oh, um, man, I love it. <laughs> Ryan, uh Technically, because we didn't do it last week uh, because of uh, your birthday and Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Kind of compiling all together. So uh, happy belated birthday. Happy belated Christmas. And thank you. Uh, happy New Year before we even mm-hmm. get to it. So uh, all of these things happening and and uh, this week I contend. I say this a lot <laughs> that this is my favorite week of sports. This is one of my yes. favorite <laughs> weeks of sports. I, I say I it. I say it way too often because then it just waters down like what my actual favorite weeks of sports are. This one is is pretty close. I really, really, really enjoy um the the bowl week between Christmas and the New Year's six games because it's like each day has like six or seven, that's an exaggeration, like four to five uh bowl games that just play back to back to back. And then you get some like like on uh we're recording this on Wednesday. So nights like tonight mm-hmm. you get um like good college basketball on too and all that kind of stuff. But uh oh, yeah. probably not gonna talk a lot a lot about college um basketball. Nice. Not gonna talk a lot about NBA basketball. The one thing mm-hmm. I will mention, the Luka Doncic 60 2010. Unreal. Unreal game. Um no, this we know what this one has to do with Ryan. We know what this show has to deal with. And it's the college football playoff. Um right. It's so, finally here. It's like, finally here. Ryan, let's let's put it all out on the table. We're going to start number one versus number four, the Georgia Bulldogs versus the Ohio State Buckeyes. So let me pull this up real quick. I know that right it's now – arguably the two most talented teams in the country based uh, on like – they have the two – Ohio State has 14 five-star players on their roster. Georgia has 13. Yeah. Or – Georgia has 14, Ohio State has 13, if I said yes. that backwards. Yeah. In um, comparison, TCU has one, Michigan has three. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I I have some thoughts on this and, and it may get mm-hmm. us into a totally different direction here at some point. But uh this is what I wanted to check. So I want to check the the overall uh lines and numbers. Um Georgia right now, six and a half point favorites, uh 
The over-under is 62 and a half. So no movement on the spread, but right now the over-under has gone up uh, two points in total. So, Ryan, I know we have a lot of things that, that we need to get out and, and that need to be said about this. Um, Where do I want to go to start? Now my brain is just is just it, it's hitting on what you just said with the, the two most talented teams. So I want to get your take on this real quick. And it's not I'm going to try. I always try as best I can on the show to be as unbiased as possible to put all that to my side. But it's hard not to at times. Um, I'm not I'm very biased. <laughs> I know. I try to play the straight man the best I can, but sometimes it just doesn't work. So I, I was listening to. I think it was the college football show with like Brandon Walker and mm-hmm. Portnoy and uh and Big Cat uh and Kelsey. Um or Casey, Casey, sorry, not Kelsey, Casey. Uh yeah. and they brought up a good point. Dave and Dan did. Now, uh what Dave, because he's a Michigan guy, he's a little bit different and he is biased and he does let that Michigan bias show through. Um but he said something that's kind of stuck with me a little bit because they had big Ev on the show. The, the, Oh yeah. Uh, he's the Ohio state guy. Yes. Big Ohio state guy for them. Mm-hmm. So, and I know you're going to disagree with this vehemently, but I, I do in my heart of hearts believe that they're, they're, they're onto something here where Ohio state does have very great athletes. They have fantastic athletes. I think the past two seasons, and I texted you about this, earlier, I think last week, where the Buckeyes are starting to lose it a little bit. Now, they went 11-1. and Like, I've said this for years. There are so many teams out there that would kill to be 11-1. and Like, right. kill for it. Does it worry you a little bit that at times it doesn't seem like – it seems like the Buckeyes are more athletes than football players? Does that make sense? I get what point you're getting at, because um, I've I've read that I've seen people complain about that on the Ohio State message boards where they complain, oh we're getting too many of these California kids who are these freak athletes, but we we need more of like these Midwest Ohio guys who can play in cold weather sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, kind, kind of like that. Need more football guys. Yes, you you get you get guys that look really good in shorts and can run good forties and have good verticals and all this kind of stuff. But the past two seasons, when you've had a team just lean on you, like Michigan does, it's like, and and I had this conversation with Matthew earlier. It's like the Buckeyes didn't really get leaned on till late. I don't think in the Michigan game, yes. But it started to yet to actually have like a discussion about like breakdown of that game. Just that's just just how it worked out for us. Um, and my. You know, if we would have done a show, not to interrupt, but you were no, just no, to no, 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 um, let it go where we would have done a show the week after the game. My opinions, what I would have said then, is a heck of a lot different than what I would have, what I would say right now. Mm-hmm. Just with, um, because I wanted to bring this up, like Jim Knowles and his defense, they're very aggressive, and when you're that aggressive, you give up big plays. It happens. Like, yeah, I think what Jim Knowles says, you kind of give up five big plays a game when he played that aggressive and against Michigan all those big plays went for touchdowns like mm-hmm. how often does that happen like yeah if they, if they were to play Michigan 10 times I guarantee you uh that game right that, that they played this year is the only time that that would have happened that Michigan would have scored on that many big plays mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Ohio State would have you know 
mop the floor with them or blown them out in the other nine times. But I'm just saying that it, they were their defense, which actually played pretty well in the game. Like yeah. they gave up, they had more runs that went for zero, zero yards or less, and they gave up that went for five yards or more against mm-hmm. Michigan. Like if you want to put it on that perspective, just yeah. like. Well, yeah, I, and I see it more as because it did the the score of that game does not indicate how the game went. No. It doesn't. But but it, but it also just doesn't matter because nobody's going to say like like a year from now or like you know nobody from uh, Georgia the Georgia side is looking at that game and be like oh Ohio State actually hung with Michigan. No, they're like oh Michigan blew the break blew the doors off of them. Mm-hmm. Which I mean they definitely Harbaugh definitely out. Coach Day in that game, and mm-hmm. I think one of Ryan Day's biggest issues is, as of right now, is when a team is able to hit us back, like can have a counter punch. He doesn't. It's they they struggle with what to do. It's like can, we're good when when you know we can beat up on somebody, but when they can fight back, it's kind of kind of like I don't want to say we fold, but it's almost like he he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, the the adjustment part of it, I don't know. Like I don't know because I do think Ryan Day is a good coach. Like obviously you don't get to that point without right. being a good coach. But also, like, you were given a top three program in the nation. And not only right. was he given that program to him, like, like when Urban got to Ohio State, Ohio State was still in, like, this very prehistoric style of football. Yes. Under Trestle. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, like, not that it needed to rebuild, it needed to rebrand. And like Urban was really yes. good at rebranding them, and Urban was also really and good. I, at... I'll say this about Trestle: like that whole tattoo gate was a joke compared mm-hmm. to how everybody like reacted to it. But yeah. at the same time, it was I call it a blessing in disguise because as great of a coach as Trestle was, they weren't going to win too much. His coaching philosophy is very outdated. Was very outdated. Yeah, it's... you could still be Iowa is kind. Of, they could be where Iowa is right now. Iowa mm-hmm. runs that similar type of. A coat like offense or style that Trussell like great defense, special teams. Your offense is just good enough, sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't like. Yeah, and I don't. So so when when that change happened, you weren't like like I said, the Buckeyes weren't going through a. Re, they were going through more of like a rebranding than a rebuilding. They already I had agree, the pieces yeah. there. They just had to then start like. Like I Braxton, think a rebrand is perfect for a place like Ohio State because you're Ohio State. Yeah, you have one of the biggest brands mm-hmm. like in the country, so you're going to attract talent no matter what. Just but, bringing in a guy like Urban just made it a heck of a lot easier. But what Meyer it. did, and I think it's because he's from Ohio and understood it. Yes, like mm-hmm. he made that Michigan game matter to everybody, to every kid mm-hmm. on that team. It mattered, and like. Mm-hmm. And this is not to take away from Michigan either, because I do think no. that like Harbaugh is starting to get these past two Michigan teams are so much better than any of the teams mm-hmm. that have Urban played. Like, let yeah. us, but you you have to give Michigan credit. Too. Yes, like, and that's what I'm, I'm they've going. They've gotten to. a lot better. I don't want to discredit them, and I don't want the I don't want like obviously I want to get to the more playoffs stuff. I think it, we're mm-hmm. going to get ourselves back to it with this, but like I don't know if Day just doesn't get that same feeling. From like the the kids, from the players, to like, you know, have that same visceral like we have to like our lives depend on beating Michigan kind of thing. Um, I, I think they understand like 
how serious the game is. I just think that they were too uptight. Yeah. Like you could like look at the Michigan side. Like they showed in the first half, they showed JJ McCarthy on the sideline when it was 10 to three, you know, he's laughing and talking to like one of his coaches on the side. Like he's very loose. If you look at the Ohio State zones, everybody's just more like stiff. They're like mm-hmm. not a lot of like joy or excitement. They're talking. Everyone's just like, you know, very yeah. dead on like serious. And Ryan Day was asked about that shortly. I think the day after they lost to, or USC lost to Utah about mm-hmm. if they were too uptight. He didn't say yes, but he also didn't say no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I think that, and that's why you've heard him say we're going to play very loose and free. Yeah, like, and so I'm not to, to bring it back to your original thing, and it just keeps getting stuck in my head. Yes, Ohio State is immensely talented, and yes, Ohio State can go out and they can. Up to this point, they've been able to go out and get just about any athlete they want, like any yes. guy they want. But you start to play these games against teams like Michigan, against teams like Georgia, against teams like Alabama, um, who not only get these, like, the the same level of athlete, they also get, like, freak football players, too. Like, guys that are yes. built to play football. And that's not to say, like, mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison Jr. is, in my mind, he's and I know in your mind, he's he's a freak. He's He is the best yeah. wide receiver in the nation. Um, Like, mm-hmm. he is a football player but in a different sense like like Georgia to bring it back to them like Georgia is Michigan just southern and bigger like do you know what I mean yes it's like Michigan they, on yeah, very better version of Michigan I mean they are they're they're very different in what they do but at the same time they're also very similar yes if that makes sense yeah I've been listening to all, all my Ohio State stuff about Georgia and Georgia and Michigan are built very similar to where they they want to run the football. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I think Georgia's strength is obviously their defense. Play yeah. great defense. They have good enough. Like they are. What, what makes Georgia such a tough talent is is their tight end room. Yes, you got yes. Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington, mm-hmm. and they're arguably that's without that the best tight end tandem in the country. Yeah, but if- fortunately for Ohio State, is you've already placed played. I know you will agree with this. Is arguably the best tight end, if not the best in the country, in Michael yeah, Mayer Michael week Mayer. one. And they did a very good job of yeah. containing him. What, what's going dif- to go on? Go on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But the difference between Notre Dame and Georgia has a better offense with Notre Dame than Notre Dame was to where you can more focus on Michael Mayer as opposed mm-hmm. to with Georgia. You have other guys you can worry about. Well, yeah. And, and if they go into 12 personnel, if they go, if they go one yeah. back and, and two tight ends, now you have both those guys you have to worry about kind of thing. So, like, right. Notre Dame just didn't have that same luxury this year of of being able to go to twelve or, or thirteen personnel or or whatever the case may be and and, and yeah. put two and to three Washington, threats he might out there. Be like the one of the freakiest guys, I feel like he doesn't get talked about for how good he is. Like mm-hmm. this is an extremely cliche because you always hear it's about certain tight ends. He's built like LeBron, where he's six foot seven, two hundred eighty pounds, just of like pure yeah. muscle. Like mm-hmm. if you look at a guy like that, guy's a full, like a tight end. But yep. his, look at his receiving stats. He does more of like in the blocking than he does in like the passing game. Yeah, yeah. And so Feels I don't like an extra offensive lineman who can catch mm-hmm. passes. And and the only other argument I don't like is, and again we're going to argue about this because I know this is probably in your your mind as well. Like, well, LSU scored thirty points on him right in the SEC championship yeah. game, a, a very not good LSU team. Correct. 
LSU did a lot of that in the second half when Georgia kind of mm-hmm. pulled the they, they they started pulling back, um, and then Georgia still scored. 50. I was listening to one of uh, my podcasts and we had a Georgia writer from the Athletic on. He basically said Georgia kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit defensively, kind of yeah. almost just wanted to keep everything in front of you. We we got this big lead, like mm-hmm. we're going to win this game, but we're not gonna. They suffocated him in the first half to, to yeah. not really have to play the second half. Right. I, I don't foresee if they jump ahead of Ohio State, them doing that because now it's the playoff and now it's going to be like, right. and I think that they know Ohio State's too much of a threat as well to do that, yes. to, to to pull pull the foot off the bread. They, like LSU had some good win, like they had the good win against Alabama, mm-hmm. but they weren't that special of a team this year. No. Like no. they kind of, I don't want to say got lucky, but they, they got in a, a case where like Georgia was really the top dog. And like, if you look at what Georgia did to Tennessee, like if you look at what they did to LSU, if you look at what they did to Oregon week one, like right. they just smush teams. Like they, they suffocate. Oh, absolutely. You. Um, and so if the, if the Buckeyes want to win this game, it's, it's going to have, uh, let me ask you, what do you think Ohio State has to do to win? This is going to sound really cliche, but score points. Mm-hmm. That as, as good as Georgia's offense isn't built. Georgia's not built to like play in a shootout, similar to Michigan. Like they can't score. Like the way their offense is designed, they can't just go right down the field like Ohio State does. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not their style of play. They they almost want to slow it down to kind of bully you and suffocate you. Like yeah, um, because it. You know, they don't really use their receivers all that much. I mean, their receivers are kind of good enough. Mm-hmm. But their main passing game is to the tight ends, Bowers mainly, and then Washington, and then to the running backs. Fortunately mm-hmm. for Ohio State, they have done very well this year in guarding uh, tight ends and uh, running backs in the pass game. Their weakness has been covering receivers, which I'm wondering if you're going to see Georgia try to take some shots down the field on on Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And also, uh, Stetson Bennett is not the best athlete in the world, but the guy does a very good job of scrambling. And Ohio State has had some issues with containing athletic quarterbacks. Like, mm-hmm. they had some issues with J.J. McCarthy and even that uh, Toledo quarterback, Daquan uh, Finback, when they played him back in September. Yeah. Uh, but Stetson Bennett's not as good, good of an athlete as those two guys. And, no, Stetson does a good job of playing within the system yes, that he's in. Yeah. Yes. But he does a good job of kind of, you know, rolling out and improvising, I, I would say. Yeah. Yep. It, I'm interested. The guy who I think is going to have to have a good game for Ohio State is going to be Michael Hall, mm-hmm. um, who got off to a great start this season. That is a nose tackle. He's almost like an Aaron Donald, just mm-hmm. just wrecks havoc like in the middle. Yeah. Um, But he's been slowed by a shoulder injury this year. And I guess it sounded like he was basically – it was just trying to play through it, almost mm-hmm. like on the snap count. Um. And he sounds like he's going to be 100. percent So yeah, getting a month off, get some pressure from up the middle. I think some something to where Bennett's not hasn't faced that that could help the defensive ends a lot too mm-hmm. with containing him. Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right, and and I'm I'm gonna amend something you said real quick. They mm-hmm. got to score points fast. Like it it has yes. to be early. They got it. They got to yes. like not just score points. It's got to be. They've got to jump out almost like 14-0, 14-3 fast. Yes. Um, for Georgia's uh, not – if you can almost take away what Georgia wants to do, which is run the ball and just mm-hmm. force them to be basically a drop-back team, you have them right where you want them sort yes. of thing, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and and so I'm going to take the other side. If Georgia wants to win this game, a you can't let Marvin Harrison have a big game. Like you 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 have Correct. to you have to lock him down. Um, which I think that they're going to do. Um, especially because and that's not to say that you know, like you said, they have weapons all over the place. But when you're down Smith and Jigba, um, I think what they have not done well of this year is what what made Smith and Jigba so good is. High State hasn't done a good job of improvising on offense and mm-hmm. on defense. When that's what Smith and Jigma, as well as Wilson and Lava, did so well last year. Like if something wasn't there, they were gonna just rolling out and just like you know getting mm-hmm. open, like seeing that something wasn't working. And that's been the thing with Stroud. With the complaint with him is you know is he something can take too long? Like first option's not there, second option's not there. Instead of waiting for the third option, if you can just pick up five or six yards. Mm-hmm do that sort yes. of thing yes. i think that that's what they really missed in the offense this year and as good as harrison and Emeka abuka have been this year you almost forget that they're both sophomores and they're mm-hmm. still learning how to you know play the position like yeah. they haven't added that part to their game yet sort of thing yeah <clears throat> um i i think i think if if georgia wants to win offensively they've got to just lean on ohio state's defense like they have to don't overdo what you think you like 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 you said taking shots early i think what they need to do is they just need to run the ball and try to control the tempo and try to break a couple like when ohio state gets aggressive break some of those runs take the easy throws if you're stetson bennett and like mm-hmm. not not like you do almost have to think of it as like trap that offense on the sidelines, like the Ohio State offense. So like control the tempo, like get stops with your defense and then hold the ball and just get your three, get your four, break one for eight, get get a pass that gets you five or six more, like chunk plays that eventually get you into the end zone um, and don't allow for the Ohio State big play to happen. Um, because I think if they do that, then like by half it can be twenty one three and it's like okay, now yeah. this could be a real big issue for the Buckeyes. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of my take uh, on that. Uh, but as good as Georgia's running backs are, like they have uh, Kenny McIntosh and guess what mm-hmm. his name is, and also um, Kendall Milton, who I remember I State recruited him heavily out of high school. As good as they are, they're not like the type of backs who are going to break along like aren't capable of like breaking along like 75 yard run just like mm-hmm. that kind of like what you saw with donovan edwards of michigan that, that's mm-hmm. just not there they're more kind of a grinded out type of guys yeah. i would yeah. say so mm-hmm. um uh, but you know if you're ohio state you can't just look at the michigan game and be like oh we can't you have to change up everything like no you have to keep doing what you did which is which has worked the entire season it's just the fact that like we meant i mentioned earlier like all five of those big plays that you expect to give up all went for touchdowns. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and for a couple of those, if Cameron Brown can make that tackle in the first half, you know, it's still 10 to three mm-hmm. or, 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 or just, <clears throat> you know, the next one, they just, they just got burned. Like it happens. And then yeah. they give those two long runs at the end where, you know, stuff, stuff like that happens, but it, you, you get, just gotta, those runs at the end are the, are the things that inflated the score overall. Like it's it's mm-hmm. those two runs at the end that made it look worse than it was. Yes. The the counter argument is you can't let those big runs like 
Yes. You can't let that happen. I, I, I honestly think a big run is more demoralizing than a, than a big pass. Like when a team just I, I breaks agree. a run that, mm-hmm. that you're, that hits your morale so much harder than it does a, 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 yes. a big throw over, over, over the top. So um, right. right now I'm leaning, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm leaning Georgia minus six and a half, just because I like that number where it's at. If it got mm-hmm. to be not minus seven, minus seven and a half, I'd probably go to the Buckeye side. Um, because I just don't, I, I don't see. I could see it being a seven-point game. I don't see it being anywhere outside of seven to ten points. Like Ohio, if Ohio State is actually undefeated when they score forty points, if they score forty points, they win. Yeah, and if they score forty points, that's not the type of game. Georgia, Georgia's not going to be able to go. You saw it with Alabama last year when mm-hmm. Alabama beat them in the SEC title game. Once Alabama started to put up like the big plays, Georgia just couldn't keep up. Yes. Yeah. And Ohio State has the receivers to attack them down the field. LSU had some success with that in the second half. And yes, you know, you take that for as a grain of salt because Georgia was kind of playing off a little bit, but you have the athletes on the outside pitch where you can attack them. Yeah. And I would not be shocked if Georgia's really zeroed in on Marvin Harrison. And my thing is, well, you still got Emeka Obuka and Julian Fleming and uh, Cade Stover and they, mm-hmm. even Xavier Johnson. You know, you can use some of those guys if, if they're focusing too much on Harrison. Yeah. You're yeah. going to have Mayan Williams back in. You know, I would expect them to use the running back by committee because you're not going to have Henderson, but you're going to have Williams, who hasn't played in over a month and who hasn't practiced the past two days because he has the flu or something mm-hmm. or under the weather is what they said. Yeah. But you're going to have Dallin Hayden and even Chip Trainer, who played well against Michigan. Mm-hmm. They honestly ran the ball really well against Michigan. They just kind of abandoned it. I think a little too soon, probably just because of they, you know, you when you fall behind, you got to throw the ball. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if they'll have that same su- success running the ball against Georgia. Like that. Yeah, I think they're going to have to use the athletes and not like. I, yeah, I, I would agree on that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Ryan, the other game, Michigan, TCU. Do you have a lot of yeah. thoughts about this game? I am very intrigued to see how it will go because I think both teams are – they're both very similar and also kind of very different with how they play. Yeah. And what I say by that is, like, Michigan is a second-half team. If you've watched Michigan play all year and they look at like this against Ohio State, they kind of look very clunky in the first half, and then they do a great job of making adjustments in the second half mm-hmm. and then kind of putting teams away when – TCU is kind of in the same way. There have been a handful of games this year to where they've had they've gotten off to slow starts out of the gate, whether it's been Baylor or Kansas State in the Big 12 mm-hmm. title game, which even though they lost, you know, they still came back into overtime. Um, but, you know, they're both second-half teams, but Michigan has done a great job of just kind of pouring it on teams in the second half. Yeah. Where I think Max Dugan's a better quarterback than J.J. McCarthy mm-hmm. um but I think Michigan may have a more talented team just around like they also have on TCU they have Quentin uh Quentin Johnston I think is what his name is that really good receiver that they got mm-hmm. who I, think, I think he's actually projected top 10 pick like he's a beast yeah but for TCU to win they're gonna have Dugan, uh, Dugan's gonna have to have, play a huge game yeah uh and I almost think that they have to jump on Michigan early like they cannot afford them especially cannot afford to come out the gate slow I don't I don't think so either so Right now, as we sit here, uh, Michigan is seven and a half point favorites over under 58 and a half. Um, again, uh, 
I'm going to go from kind of the gambling side of it as well. Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with you. Michigan has been more of a second half team. Michigan also is a, like how we said, George is a better Michigan. Michigan is mm-hmm. a better Kansas state. And like, yes, Kansas state beat TCU once and then took them to the limit the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't really see a scenario where TCU wins this game. It's hard for me to see that too. But it's hard for me to also see Michigan. Like, I don't think Michigan's going to blow them out in the second half because TCU doesn't get blown I out in the second half. Too. So, like, I would feel really comfortable taking TCU plus the seven and a half right here um, because TCU doesn't die. Like, it, like, Michigan could be up 14. And it looks like it's all but done. TCU scores with like two minutes left. Goes get the or get to the uh, onside kick. Doesn't get it, and it ends a seven point game. And you win with the hook. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. I, I, TCU is so weird because I've seen so many TCU games because they've been so exciting this year. It doesn't matter who mm-hmm. they play. No, they have been. They just don't go away. They don't die. They won't die. And like you said, Michigan has not been great in the first halves of games but then they start to put their weight on you a little bit in the second half. They make mm-hmm. those adjustments. Like you said, kind of Ohio state struggles with a little bit. Uh, Harbaugh's done a great job of knowing when to take the chances and knowing when to make adjustments and all that kind of stuff in the second half of games, depending on what's going on in the first half. So um, I'm uh, I think Michigan wins. I think TCU covers. Uh, and I don't I will see- say this. Yeah. Just to not to interrupt. No, go, go, go. Whoever wins the Ohio State Georgia game, I think wins the national title. Like if Georgia beats Ohio State, they're definitely gonna win it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if Ohio State beats them and Michigan beats TCU, does is that a guarantee Ohio State wins it all? No, but I still think that they would. The winner of that game will win it all. Yeah, it's hard for me, and everybody's talked about the the allure of the the Ohio State Michigan national championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very hard for me to see Michigan beating Ohio State twice in one year. Like, I just don't, I just don't see it happening. Like, if it ends up being Ohio State Michigan, I may put two years salary on Ohio State winning that game. Um, because I just don't see how that works out. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, um, I agree. I just don't see if I don't see Ohio State coming out sluggish and, and and not trying to put it on them after after losing at home and losing again last year. Yeah. So, um, and I, and I don't want to call the first game a fluke. Which I want mean, Michigan they outplay Ohio State. They deserve to win that game, but how they beat Ohio State it was almost kind of flukish. Just you're, they're not you're, you're not going to see like them score on mm-hmm. like all big plays like that. Yeah, five different times. Yeah, in the game. but I, I do think it's it. I'll say this: at some point in the TCU Michigan game, it's going to look like Michigan's going to roll them, and then all of a sudden TCU is going to be back in the game. Like that's oh, what's I, happened I every TCU game. I just don't see TCU going away. Um, and you get the Sonny Dykes thing where he's part of the Mike Leach, uh, you know, coaching, coaching tree. tree. So you have that that's playing into. I love all these like Dana Holgerson wearing the Michigan State sweatshirt in, in their bowl game. Um, I forget there was somebody else that had a literal shirt that just had Mike Leach's like face on it. Um, and so like some of these coaches, it's like, man, you, you, they're, they're coaching with a different kind of feeling in their heart and stuff going into these bowl games. And I think Sonny Dykes is going to be the same way, but um, no, it'll look like Michigan is not even gonna be close. And then 
and then or that TCU is not going to be close, and then all of a sudden they're just going to close the gap. I would agree on that. Yeah, and it's crazy because that that's the game that's being played on the West Coast, but they're the first game, so that's going to be a one o'clock start. Yeah, it, it, and isn't that crazy too that like mm-hmm. Michigan's the upper seed, but they're actually playing further away than TCU is. TCU right. actually has a closer commute. Yeah, right. Um, but Ryan, anything else from the playoff games? Um, I think we covered everything I wanted to say about. Mm-hmm. I think the last thing I'm going to say about Ohio State is I think. Them almost like it sucked losing to Michigan, but it did give them extra time off. Like they didn't mm-hmm. have to play the Big Ten championship game the next week, so that they had more time to get healthy. Have more guys who this team that will be playing on Saturday is a lot will be a lot different team than the one that played against Michigan based yeah. on health reasons. You had a lot of guys. I mean, everybody's playing banged up in November. Yeah, but, it worked out because you got in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you have guys like Mayan Williams. Uh, right guard Matthew Jones, you know, who were battling injuries like the last time they played mm-hmm. more time to get healthy and should be good to go sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they should be fun. They should be good. My last thought about bowl season, because when we come back after a quick break, we're going to talk about the NFL and a lot of like different storylines and things going on because the NFL has been crazy these past couple oh weeks. Oh my gosh. Um, this season has just been <laughs> so been, unbelievable. It's been unreal. Um, so, but before we do that, uh, it's so perfect that Clemson and Tennessee are playing in the Orange Bowl. Oh, um, I agree. And, and if they don't both wear orange jerseys, then they failed. They have failed us. Um, but I would agree. Anyway, uh, Ryan, what do you say we take a quick break? Come back. Uh, we have so many NFL topics. Uh, we saw our first coach firing. We've seen quarterbacks yeah. getting sat. We've seen playoff. He makes. I'll say that comment. Yes. But- for yes. that for the next yes <laughs> so uh leading into it but all right ryan what do you say we take a quick break come back here in a second let's do it mark hey there everyone well me and ryan are taking a quick break remember to go into whatever app you're you're using whether it be spotify uh or apple Podcasts, and hit that subscribe button for us um download the episode uh give us a rate give us a review it really does help with the show and we really do appreciate it uh, and it goes a long way um, for both of us. So please remember to subscribe, uh, and here we come back to the show. All right, Ryan, we're back, and we're talking NFL, and I think there's only one place that we need to start. The Browns are officially eliminated from playoff contention. Woohoo! <laughs> they were eliminated one week earlier. So even if they were the one, they would have been eliminated this week, just like the Steelers will. So... Oh ha, no! Ha, uh, ha, <laughs> it no the 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 real place we have to start is obviously out in Denver. Um, God, it's it just continues to get better. It continues to get better. As in better, um, we mean worse. Way way worse. Better for me. Um, so uh, Nathaniel Hackett out as it was crazy. I was watching Sports Center as that news broke because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm on break right now. So I'm kind of just getting stuff done around the house, uh, throughout the day. Um, and I had sports center on and literally as the guy was like, Oh, we're hearing reports. Nathaniel Hackett out as head coach, even before it had been breaking news on the bottom, even before it, anything like, that, like they were in the middle of right. a segment and they started talking about it. Um, so Hackett out as the, uh, head coach, uh, after four and 11 start, um, in Denver, uh, 
offensive production was terrible. Um, this was the first week you could really see that defense kind of gave up. Yeah. They're, they're kind of just done. It's like, who could have predicted it would go this badly? Like, let's no. take all the way back to the Russell Wilson trade. Like, they get Russ. I mean, they bring in Hackett because he was the Packers' offensive coordinator. And, you know, Rodgers was their plan A. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason they hired Hackett because they wanted Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But uh, just to get off topic for a second, Hackett owes Rodgers a ton of money because Rodgers made him look like a freaking genius. Yes. Yeah. And he makes a lot of guys. He's, he's, I, and now hold on. Can we get off? Can I stay on that topic that you kind of yes. went on? I was, <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was talking to Matt and David about this. Like, when you really slow down and watch Rodgers, like, this this term arm talent. Now I was talking to Al about this too because she was just sitting next to me. And when I I don't have a job to go to during like these breaks, my brain just cooks on different things, um, and I start to notice different things, and and it's just stupid or random. Um, the the term arm talent gets thrown around a lot, right? These guys that can throw the ball far, they can do these crazy things, and like we get mesmerized with it. When I think of arm talent, I think of Aaron Rodgers, and here's the reason why: is if you watch like the first touchdown the Packers had in this in this past week, it was a simple like four yard route where they did a play action fake out of a heavy set. Um, I think it was like twenty two or twenty three personnel, two two running backs, two tight ends, um, and he threw to the tight end who leaked out to the left side, and it wasn't anything crazy. Like it, it was just a, a play action boom set and, and throw. The thing that I always see what that blows my mind about it is he just breaks every rule when it comes to throwing the football, when it comes to the lower half of his body. Like, he'll just hop yes. up in the air. He'll just, like, his mm-hmm. feet are super close together. There's no wide base. It's, like, his feet are real close together. He, like, jumps backwards or, like, and we see Mahomes do it too. But, like, mm-hmm. Roger's ability to put the ball exactly where he wants it to go and the lower half of his body is, like, not how you coach up football like that's arm talent like that that is what if you're gonna point at a guy that has arm talent it's that it's somebody that can make those throws consistently and their mechanics aren't always awesome on on the bottom half of their body uh and so like i just watched like three or four or five different clips from this past weekend where it was like he should not be able to make that throw with how his landing position is um, and he still does, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, you got my brain moving in another direction. All right. But we all thought, just going back to Denver acquiring Russ, that mm-hmm. Russ was the missing piece. They had a very talented roster, some very good young receivers on offense, um, you know, good running backs, really good defense. They just needed that quarterback. And we all thought Russ was going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. It has been nothing but a complete disaster. Yes. Yeah, and Russ is just getting exposed as being a fraud. Just yeah, on and off, off the field especially, but mm-hmm. on. The, I mean, I, I'm not ready for on the field. Just yeah, I mean, he has not been great. But I I don't feel like Denver's putting him in uh, positions for success. Like they're they aren't working to his strengths. I think no, they're not. And I, I, I want to th- get your take. Yeah, no, I th- an X's and O's guy. Than no, me. I think you're right. I think that. If they were smart, they would try to go out and get grab somebody from the Pete Carroll coaching tree of like yes. 
setting up a lot of like where where did he flourish? He and, and like I hear the argument of like, well, he's not as mobile and you know, he doesn't move as well as he could. Yeah, what he did the best when he was in uh Seattle was do you know why they didn't let Russ cook? It's because the offense set it up so that way those passes he made were where they needed to be. Like yeah, and you set up I'm the run. I'm so tired of hearing that let Russ cook nonsense. Yeah, like it, we're seeing what letting Russ cook has done this year. Yes. Like you're seeing what him throwing the ball about. Like, I'm sorry, he's not Rogers. And I fought no, about, I fought with no. David about this all last year of well, we get this East Coast bias because we watch Rogers so much and he's better than Wilson. I'm like, no. Like Wilson within the system that he ran, the a very pro style, a very like set up yes. the play action pass and and a lot of middle Run, crossers things there and he's yes. a baseball player he knows how to he knew how to slide exactly exactly and like so those things are where russell wilson did a really good job like he was really good at wisconsin because wisconsin yeah. did did the same kind of things like where if you look at a guy like rogers Why did i never think of that yes yes <laughs> where if, if you look anyways at, you're good if you look at a guy like rogers where like Rogers, even with being a little like he's not old, but he's a little bit older. His improv, his he's improvisation, he's yes, old. <laughs> yes, his improvisation, um, to plays is still there. Like he's still like his talent is insane. And I, I know I'm gushing yeah. over the guy it's right an, now. I love up the word talent. Yes, the Packers are a much less talented team than the Denver Broncos are. Could yes. you agree with me on that? Yes, one hundred percent. Imagine how much better Denver would be if Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, that like they'd be eleven and four, and not four and eleven. Rodgers is one of those guys. There's not a lot of guys who are like this. Rodgers, Man, Peyton Manning was like this, and I, I think even Tom Brady was like this a lot of ways too. Mm-hmm. To where you can put them on any team in the league, and they're an instant Super Bowl contender. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would. Peyton, I, Man, look how much Peyton Manning elevated Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker's game mm-hmm. when he got there. Yes, I, I would say. The, the other one, and now you may not agree with me, or you, you, it's hard to not also put Patrick Mahomes on there because, yeah, I know it's, it's tough because we have lost Tyree Kill and they mm-hmm. haven't really missed a beat offensively. And we're seeing how big of an impact Tyree Kill has because I don't think Tua is that good. And no. Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle make him look yeah. really, really when good. You got two track stars who can outrun 90%. You know, you give them a step, they're gone. Well, and, and, and also. We'll, we're, we're, we're going all over the place. The, the, yeah, we'll one, get to two here in just a second. Yes, we'll get to two here in a bit. R- remind me. Remind me about – it's unfair for me to label him just bad because there might be some evidence about why he played so bad and, like, where he played bad in that last, you know, game. Um, But, no, Denver, it just seems like – like, did you see the thing with Wilson where it's coming out that he has his own office? Oh, yeah. The, it, That's ridiculous. Like, look, his parking space is one thing. Mm-hmm. Like – I, yeah. I, there are probably plenty of players throughout the league. Oh, yeah. That, but yeah. his own, like, personal office. Yes. Like, that is insane to me. That is that is absolutely bonkers, dude. Like, Richard Sherman and a, a lot of Seattle guys have been on saying this about Russ for years. I don't, I don't think anybody wanted to believe it, but you're now seeing it in Denver. Like, yes. The dude's a phony. He's a fraud. He like, is. He's, it, it's, it's insane to me to see, like, how egocentric he's become and like oh yeah absolutely it, it's it's mind-blowing it's it's like the mind fact blowing. that I, I just can't believe like he won't he doesn't get his cell phone number to people mm-hmm. like if you want to get in contact with him you have to go through his manager and it's like yeah 
Like, are, are you serious? No one's going like, to want to play with a guy like that. No. Like, nobody. And since if we want to get into this, like, this is a little bit of a different example, but the other big offseason splash of quarterback was the Browns needed Deshaun Watson. And yep. when Watson got to the Browns, one of the first things he did was he flew the entire offense out to, I want to say the Bahamas, some tropical island just for like a week vacation of like t- team bonding kind of getting mm-hmm. to know guys yeah and Deshaun Watson is and Russell Wilson are about the exact opposite of who they are Russ was you know posing as his family faithful religious you know yeah. guy family faith football the, the three F's. Family, yeah family faith football yeah. and Deshaun Watson has really up until well this past year you know was a well-liked guy until all his accusations about him being kind of a sexual predator slash creep came out. Yes. Yes. But the fact that he's, you know, you don't hear guys saying stuff about, Oh, he's a phony fraud or bad person, even though what he's accused of, as opposed to what you're hearing about Russ kind of just speaks volumes. Yes. And yeah, Denver is, they're stuck with Russ. Oh you yeah. No dump him. No one's going to take, Who's going to trade for Russell Wilson? No one. Especially you, after everything they gave up from you. Mm-hmm. Which is why you they can't. fire Hackett, because you're married to him yeah. now. And it's, I brought up, I, I did bring up, I and, thought. And Hackett, Hackett was the easy fall guy, and, and Hackett was bad. Like, yes. Let, let, let's not, let's not, as bad. <laughs> Russ deserves plenty of blame, but Hackett was, I mean, you saw in their opener against the Seahawks, like, mm-hmm. who, by the way, Geno Smith made the Pro Bowl this year. So, what does that shout tell out. you about, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. shout out to Geno Smith for, uh, you know, it's a crazy career. Yeah. Shout out Pete, Pete Carroll. One of the greatest co- coaches of all he time. Would, he does not deserve the credit. I mean, what's killing him is that awful play call on the goal line, which cost him a back-to-back Super Bowl. Give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Him a dynasty, honestly. Yeah. Um, yes. Give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Richard Sherman is still not over. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. Um, yeah. But, um... Yeah, you saw it in that game where, they, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the game, they wasted, like, 40 seconds when they had three timeouts down one point, and they were, like, on the border of, like, field goal range. And then they yeah. attempt, like, a 60-something, like, 65-yard field goal that they missed. There's, I, I forget all, like, the detail, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the, what the circumstances were, because that's all the way – that was – like 18 weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> but they killed a bunch but, of and, and they've done that multiple times this year where like right. he, he would have just held on to timeouts for no reason. It's like you can't get the yeah. time back. Like that time is not coming back. You have like, to I I saw this tweet and I sent it to you. He was he's a thinner Freddie Kitchens. He's just a guy who's in <laughs> way over his head. Yeah, it, yes. And Freddie yes. Kitchens was really bad. Both of them are similar situations because they were both kind of super young, like talented teams that Made like a big splash in the offseason with the Browns getting Odell and mm-hmm. Denver getting Russ. And they were kind of there were a lot of expectations for them and they just completely flopped. Yeah. And at least the Browns the Browns, as bad as they were, they were at least a little better than Denver. Like especially being offensive guys too, like offensive yeah, minded yeah. dudes. That, Both of them were offensive guys. And Hackett, I mean, had at least been an offensive coordinator. Like Freddie Kitchens mm-hmm. hadn't wasn't even that. No. Like, no. I would still say that Freddie Kitchens was better. That's not mm-hmm. saying much, but I think he was better than Hackett. <laughs> I, and I think Hackett's going to land on his feet. Once you get a head coaching job in the NFL, it's it's a fraternity. Like you're like yeah. you, like somebody's going to give him a chance. I even said like kind of tongue in cheek to you the other day. I was like, "Hey, yeah. but he can go be the Steelers' offensive coordinator." Uh, and you were like, "Well, why? Like, dude, he's like if he doesn't have to think about anything besides coaching offense, like there's a reason he was there in Green Bay. You know what I mean? Like, 
he yeah. can he he can do i think it's the head coaching he has aspect connections like someone will you know reach out they'll pick him up he'll he'll get a job like even if it's not a coordinator job he'll be some kind of position yeah. coach he'll be like a quarterback coach or like a, you see that with yeah. like whoever who was the coach of the O in 16 lions he probably landed on his feet like um uh was it what's his name um who's the guy before dan campbell it wasn't Jim. Oh no, not uh, Patricia. No, it wasn't Patricia. It was. Uh, was it Jim Caldwell? Did Jim? No, Caldwell... it wasn't Caldwell. Caldwell was after. This is great radio. Yeah. I, have no, I have no idea. Um, but I'll look that up right now. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my kind of thoughts on this to kind of kind of tie a bow on it is, uh, I brought up to you. The the again once again tongue in cheek because most things that come out of my my mouth or brain are are half joking half Ron serious. Marinelli. Okay, that's why we don't remember who he was. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll never forget who went zero and sixteen for the Browns. Hugh Jackson. He got paid to do it. Um. <laughs> well, he's a uh, guy. Uh, he, uh, yeah. That well. Anyway, I don't want to get into heat. <laughs> no. Uh, but speaking of the Browns, I brought it up to you. Like, what what has been the worst? What do you think the worst contract is, or the worst like you know, uh, start to to the hype coming in this season? Is it Watson or is it Wilson? It's, it's Russ without a doubt. Because yeah. Watson, you can give him the benefit of the doubt. Is the guy had gone well over seven hundred days? Like that's like a year and a half of football without playing. And obviously when you miss that much time, you're going to be a little rusty. Like yeah. you could say what you wanted, you know, you know, Watson wasn't going to be the Deshaun Watson of 2020 right away, but he has improved each and every week. The Browns are two and two. I mean, they honestly, they probably should have, should have beaten, should have beaten the Saints. I yeah. Mean, so I have a they, question. Can we stick on the Saints? The Saints game real quick, yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. and I don't want to get your, I don't want to get you cooking too much because it'll take us totally <laughs> off the rails. Do, who's the offensive coordinator for the Browns? Oh, uh, Alex Van Pelt. Okay, does does Van Pelt or does Stefanski call the offensive plays? Stefanski. Stefanski calls them. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you have Nick Chubb and it's negative thirty degrees outside. Why are you throwing the ball like 30 to 40 times? And you also have Kareem Hunt. Like, I don't like, I understand you have Watson, but like, <laughs> at times you have to let your surroundings dictate what you're doing, right? right? But I, I, I do get because Nick Chubb's so good, teams are just going to load the box and you, you throw to set up the run and you run to set the pass. It works both ways. And the Browns like to throw to set up the run, which. I don't hate, you know, obviously. Mm. Uh, a lot of it's about execution, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that's mainly what Brown's Twitter is during game days, is just run Nick Chubb more when he's, like, top 10 in the league and, like, carries. Yes. But, like, so – because I, 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 I get what you're saying. I didn't get though. to watch a ton of it, like, just straight on. So, like, w- was he just not executing the passes? Like, was he just not hitting guys? I don't – were guys dropping the ball? Did he David Njoku on third and ten in the last minute dropped what would have been the game tying touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Like he but was like open. overall overall throughout the game. Like like was well, Watson so, hitting guys or like 
just I mean, overall synopsis. I didn't get to watch the game because I was at work. And since yeah. they lost, I didn't really feel like watching the highlights. But for mm. some of the clips that I did see on Twitter, like the Browns were up 10 to nothing. And in the first half, they give up a field goal uh, the last drive. Saints go into the locker room. You know, they get the ball to start the half. They score. So it's mm. 10 to 10. And then I think it's the third quarter. The Browns are driving. And they throw in, Watson throws an interception. And then they're, they're, they return it to like the 20. And then they ended up scoring a touchdown. But the, mm-hmm. on the interception, it went off when they received David Bell's hands. So mm-hmm. that was the difference in the game was that interception. Not You won't know from looking at the box score. You'll see Watson through a pick. And you won't know. Oh, it doesn't say, oh, it was tipped. It went off his receiver's hands yeah. right into the safety's hands. Yes, um, which that should be that should be on the wideout, not on the quarterback. I'm, yes. I'll, I'll stand by that. I'll so, die on that hill. And, and, and I did read people say that Watson, like he played a lot better than what his stat line said. He didn't get a lot of help from his receivers. Drop mm-hmm. like. David Njoku dropped what would have been the go-ahead touchdown. And on that, and in that situation, you know, when the Browns, your season's virtually limited, I would have gone for two there mm-hmm. and try to go for the win as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know. But if a year from now, if the Browns have about the same record where they are and Watts, I would say that Watts it's would be a little bit of a concern with how Watt with how Watts with what you're paying Watson sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. The jury is still out on him in that contract. I would say give it another full year, and if he's uh, still struggling, like he, playing the way he is now, Kevin, <coughs> I would be concerned. I don't think he. You, you I think, think it's we'll, too early. Too early. Yes, to call it. it is much. Yeah. It is way too early. These last six games were. It was unfair to just assume that he's going to come back in playing at the high level that he had been mm-hmm. without playing for so long, and you know, the Browns. Jacoby Brissett played well enough. Now I'm just rambling about the Browns for the Browns. I knew. I I I almost thought about just not even bringing them up because <laughs> that's, yeah. I didn't want to talk about yeah. them. Go on, but go on. You finish but your thought. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Jacoby Brissett played well enough for the Browns to be seven and four, but instead they were four and seven because the defense and special teams. And it was unfair to throw a Watson in there to say you can you have to play with no margin for error for us to like to keep our season alive. Yeah, and. The truth is these last six games were just for Watson to get his feet wet and just to get back mm. in the play and get ready for next year. Like, yeah, which but, which really kind of stinks for him that he's going to get two more games and then, like, he's then got to shut it back down. And then... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... But at um, least for him, he, he's going to have a normal offseason for the first time in three years to where the past two he's had, at, like, facing lawsuits or allegations and then not knowing when he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope and pray that he had got help for whatever issue that he had. He never puts another massage therapist in a dangerous situation like he had been doing. Like, mm-hmm. I really hope he could learn from that and will never do that again Yeah, and can just focus on playing football, which is not – I mean, you kind of knew when they made that trade that – they made the trade for the future, like – they were in win now mode this year, but obviously, this wasn't just a one year thing. Like it was okay yeah. if they didn't make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll never admit it, but they kind they knew what they were getting themselves into. Yeah, with that you would you would hope. Yes, of course, of course. Um, I mean, now it's an, an off season where he'll be getting ready to play week one with no, you know, mm-hmm. full full steam ahead, nothing holding him back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so about the Browns. No, you're good. Uh, and so two other teams locked in their playoff berths this week. We got the Niners, uh, or the Niners were, had already locked up, but they um ended up 
beating uh who did they play? Um oh shoot. Uh Washington. Washington. That's what Let's I was thinking. That's yeah. what I was thinking. So uh Niners played Washington, won this week, kind of cruised. The Steelers, now this is where it's gonna connect back. Steelers play the Raiders. If you thought the Steelers were gonna lose on uh um Franco Harris night. Uh, after Franco Harris just died, R.I.P. Franco Harris, mm-hmm. Steeler legend. You're foolish to think that. I was watching the game with David, and I was like, Steelers were losing. I was like, there, there's the league isn't going to allow the Steelers to lose on Franco Harris night. Um, beat the Raiders. I started texting you saying Raiders suck, but I yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean they do suck. So so yes. the, we'll get to them here in just a sec. The Steelers win 13-10. So the reason I want to bring up these two games, right? Mm-hmm is because in both situations, the teams that lost in the Commanders and the Raiders for those games are now making quarterback changes going into Week 17. Um, the, commanders the Commanders are, are in a better situation than the Raiders are because the Commanders, as of right now, are the seventh seed. Like, yes, yes. If the season ended right now, they'd be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, while uh, it was announced Wednesday today uh, that the Raiders are going to go to Stetson uh, no, not Stetson Bennett. Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham, um, Jared Stidham uh, for the remainder of the year and not Derek Carr anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You had mentioned kind of why they may be doing going to Stidham and not having Carr. Um, and we History's can just repeating itself with Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to a place with a. Well, no, he never coached Jay Cutler. They traded mm-hmm. Jay Cutler right away, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically. He goes to a place where he has a, a star quarterback with someone like Derek Carr. Established. A team that just had made yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. And I don't want to say he blows it all up, but they, it sounds like they're going to move on from Derek Carr. This yeah. is after they, you know, got Devont- his college teammate, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. and Which Devontae Adams has got to be freaking pissed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, He's like, I left Aaron Rodgers for like to not to play with my guy, and then he's mm-hmm. only there for one year. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I'm him, I'm like, and you know, the Raiders they can't fire Josh McDaniels because they don't have the money to pay, like, to yeah, pay him out, which is crazy. Yeah, they're stuck with him. So, mm-hmm. so, and then, uh, so a lot of that goes with the trade. I, the Commanders one is a little bit more interesting. And now, again, I don't, I, I, I do it a lot, and I try not to because I like try. I, I want this show to be like very original and like my thoughts. But I consume, I think we both consume so much other sports media, whether it be through TV or through podcast or through radio or whatever the case may be. Um, but Big Cat brought up a good point. And, and I've been struggling with, okay, why would the commanders go back to Wentz when Heineke seems like he's been the guy? And, and, and Big Cat basically said, it, it, well, the money is part of it. Yes, the money is part mm-hmm. of it for sure. But also Heineke is starting to come back to earth a little bit, and he's yeah, starting he's starting to turn the ball over. So he really has he he was nice for like a three or four game stretch, and he's yeah he he's fallen he's looked like the guy like he's looking like the guy who made them bring in uh, Carson Wentz. Yes, basically. So like he's he's starting to fall back down to earth, and. So why would you not just play the guy like the guy that you worry about the turnover stuff? Mm-hmm. Just play him if you're already having turnover issues because you're paying him more money and he's got more of the upside. Like he's got the higher ceiling in theory. Um that's 
I'm still struggling with it. I still don't get it fully. I think it's too fast of a, like a Wentz is just now really coming back from the injury. And yeah, it, it almost seems too like planned. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I don't, I, I don't Ironically, really love guess it. who they play on Sunday. Who? The Browns. Oh, you got to love it. You got to love it. Let's um, play spoiler these next two weeks. Yeah. Well, you guys need eliminated this week, so it won't matter. Says who? Well, who do you even play? Uh, the Ravens. Where at? Uh, Baltimore. Yeah, they'll beat you. Yeah, they beat you once, they'll beat you again. The old Browns. Um, so yeah, uh, they are the old. Browns. They are the old Browns. So uh, the the Steelers got to Steelers got to win this week. They got to win next week, and a lot of things got to fall their way. Um. I just think it's so funny that the Steelers team is like not that good. And Mike Tomlin is still fighting tooth and nail to not have a losing season. Like it's not within his DNA to, to lose, to get a better pick. He can't do it. Like no. he cannot, he cannot do it. Um, and at least for you guys, you guys at least have your quarterback in place. So it's not like you're yes. failing to get a, well, and I, I, you know, and, and I thought this too, it's like looking back on last year's draft class, the quarterbacks weren't strong. Like it was no. really two guys, and then that was kind of it. And even with those two guys, it wasn't like you overly loved them. It's not like this year no. where you have like two or three or four guys that right. could be up there. Um, but also, I was watching like Dan Orlovsky break down that last throw that Kenny had, and he kind of put it best. He's like, Kenny may not be like a a ten to fifteen year plan, but he's at least a five to seven year plan guy. Yeah. That well, like, I agree. You can you can at least try to build around for a bit, and if it doesn't work, you kind of move on, and you know you pick up his fi- his fifth year option as a first round pick, and um, if it's not working after that, you kind of just draft somebody and and you figure it out from there. Um, but the Steelers but, are a very well run first class organization. I'm sure they'll find a way to make this work. I I, I would hope so, but um, this is so, just me speaking as a Browns fan. <laughs> and how you guys never have any bad luck or yeah anything uh, like that. Uh. Some of some of the other big news. I know we're just we're just rolling through teams because I as it comes to my brain, I just think about it. Um, kind of shocking yesterday in in very um unorthodox fashion. Uh, a Tuesday rather, not yesterday because when this comes out, it'll be Thursday. Uh, Tuesday, JJ Watt just puts up a tweet yeah. that's just like last home game, and it's like what? Like it, it's such a weird way to say like indicating he's retiring after this year. Um. I think that we forget how like awesome he was at his peak. Um and injuries how, killed him. Yeah, how how dominant of a player he truly was. I mean, he was three-time defensive player of the year. Um like he was an interior like either three tech or he would play nose guard uh and uh would just wreck games. Like we talk about Aaron Donald wrecking games cuz Aaron Donald does wreck games. Yes. But like JJ Watt has was like we were almost it's almost the LeBron James Michael Jordan effect where it's like he yes. was so good we overlooked how like the standard of what what he was you know what I mean um and so that was really that was really weird I don't know if you have any thoughts or ideas I was really hoping that JJ would would his contract would run up with the 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 Cardinals and then he would just play for the Steelers for like a year so we could have every single Watt but that's just me well he didn't want to play with tiny hands so. 
you were just nice to him, and then you got to be mean. <laughs> I hadn't had to throw with that. He yeah. watched him play, and he's like, oh, my God, that guy's terrible. No, no. Or TJ wa- told him from watching him play in practice, like, no, this guy sucks. He watches TJ, and he's like, man, I really wish I could play with TJ because that guy is so good at rushing the passer. Um, uh, so that was kind of weird. I don't know if you have any thoughts about JJ retiring. Um, just it's crazy because you see, though, like the uh, reaction when the Houston t- uh, drafted him, like mm-hmm. the, the Facebook post and like the tweets from writers thinking it's a terrible pick. Mm-hmm. How the guy goes from a two star uh, tight end at Central Michigan who decided to, tr- uh, to leave because they didn't utilize the offense, goes back home, community college, delivers pizzas, walks on at Wisconsin, becomes mm-hmm. an All American, and then three time defensive player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we forget how injuries really killed it. Like his, he had 2014, I think was, like he was so good that mm-hmm. year. Like mm-hmm. that year he caught three touchdown passes as a tight end. Oh um, yeah. And then he just, he had the worst injury luck, like the next two or something years where he had like season ending injuries. And he did a lot of great stuff for the city of Houston, like with the hurricane yeah, stuff like that too. Like great football player, even better human being. Yeah. Just. Tip your cap first, but guys, the first foul Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, I I hundred percent agree, hundred percent agree. First ballot guy, first ballot Hall of Famer, first ballot human being, as they would say yes. too. Yes. Um. Uh, the other crazy thing, but, but before we get out of here, Ryan, mm-hmm. the AFC South is just a mess. Just no, a no, mess. They are- so bad. <laughs> so no, I, I just saw this tweet on Twitter with the Derek Carr news, and I was like, I need to see a Derek Carr Photoshop in a Colts uniform. Yeah. You know that's yes. you know it's, that's gonna happen. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, uh but like Jacksonville has a legitimate shot to win that division. Like, like we said, this week, the, the games that they play, I don't even know who each of them play, but I'm seeing reports that like they're thinking each side is thinking about just sitting uh their top guys because week 17 for like both of them can lose. Both of them can win or both they, like one can lose and one can win. And it doesn't matter. It all comes down to week 18. Um, So they're both kind of thinking about just revving up for that. But uh, so Tennessee plays Dallas, which yeah. is not going to work out well for them. No. Um, like Dallas the t- is crazy. The Titans are crazy because it seems like they were doing just fine. Then they fire their GM almost out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I think that had a lot to do with the fact that they traded. He traded AJ Brown when you saw. Have you seen the video on draft night when they traded him? How Mike Vrabel? Yes, was he gets really up and upset. walks away. Yeah, like literally yeah. gets up and walks away because um, they didn't want to. They didn't want to pay him. That's no. the reason why. And he was really good. And he, you see how much he's helped elevate uh, Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, and as you know, the style that they play, where they just re- basically rely on Derrick Henry just to go beast mode. It, it doesn't work after a while because running backs just take such a beating and yeah, especially Henry's a big guy, but he, you know, his body, mm-hmm. his body's going to break down and eventually, even yeah. when he's even, even though he's like what, 29 or 30 or something like that, like still relatively young, but like when you're getting that many carries and you're that big and you're getting hit that hard. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, yeah. Jacksonville plays Houston. So um, they should win that game. But like yeah. I said, it does it doesn't really matter. Like like Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say since brought up Jacksonville. Like hmm. Nathaniel Hackett was fired even before like him and Urban <laughs> Meyer were both like he almost makes Urban look not as bad because 
Urban was yeah, was he ter- a terrible coach mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL? Did he, he couldn't adapt to the NFL game. Yeah, I mean it's obvious. Look at Jacksonville right now from where they were a year ago. But mm-hmm. Urban was more fired for off field stuff that yes. was going on, non football related stuff, mm-hmm. or like, like his like what he was doing at practice, like kicking kickers. Yeah, yeah. Kind of just how he was more treating people. It's not like the on field, which wasn't much better than what's going on in Denver, but it. Mm-hmm. The, that that's just telling you like how bad hack it really was. Yes. Uh and so that that's gonna be funny. I do think Jacksonville ends up beating Tennessee. I think Tennessee's free falling right now. And God, I think Jacksonville's I, so I think Jacksonville's a pretty solid team. Um one last 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 thing. Uh because I just saw it and, and it came to my mind as well. Um I I didn't really bring up talking about Philly and Dallas with you because I'm not putting a lot of stock into that game no. with no Jalen Hurts. Team, each losing team is playing for backup quarterback. Yes. Cooper Rush started the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gardner played a really good game. Yeah, Gardner. They, they could have won solid. that game. Uh, and I'm, I'm, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm more worried about the amount of injuries that are stacking up right now mm-hmm. because no, I, I agree. I that's agree. looking kind of scary for you. But also at the same time, like even with those injuries happening, and with Gardner Minshew in you still only lost by like six. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can beat that Dallas team in the playoffs. Yeah. If you have Jalen I don't think Dal- Dallas is not that good. I, I think offensively they're good. I don't they think they are, but I I, they get overhyped just because they're the because Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Because they're Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And since um, you brought up injuries. Yeah. Tua is in the yes. news again. He got another concussion. Third one this week, the third time, and the third time it's been kind of a controversy because, you know, someone pointed out there's a play. I think it was in the second quarter where he mm-hmm. had his hand, head slammed up against the turf. Yep. Yep. He finished the game. He threw three picks after that. And some people wondering, was he playing concussed? Yeah. And then Mike and- McDaniel, who I feel really bad for because now he's kind of almost he, – he's an easy guy to, to blame he's, for He's all taking this, the heat for it. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, I we can't – you know, he's – didn't say anything. He said he felt fine. And yeah. when obviously, you know, he's not. And mm-hmm. look, Tua should sit out the rest of his season. Easily. Like, Easily. Like, yes. Miami should – they're still in the playoff hunt, obviously. And I know that you can make it there with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, mm-hmm. you have a talented enough – Teddy, you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They've helped make Tua look a lot better than what we, we think he really, mm-hmm. really is. Teddy Bridgewater can do all that. Yes. Don't risk the future – of your young quarterback. Don't ruin your young quarterback's career with potentially more brain damage. Yes. Just for something in the short term when he have the whole rest of his career ahead of him. Yeah. Like I, I'm on the I'm I'm on the same wavelength as you, but almost different. Yeah. I don't I don't know if he considers just hanging him up. Like I don't think his body's gonna like survive because he's had no. other injuries even before this. Yes. I, just the way he's built, like I just mm-hmm. don't think he can take the beating no. of an NFL season. And but you could I, even I, with basically like quarterbacks getting like protected. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, you can't touch him anymore. Um, I brought it up earlier, and it was the 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 fact that if you look at when the apparent or what could have been the head injury happened before that, he was pressing the ball downfield. He was very accurate on time with his throws, and then after. The where the apparent head injury happened, it that's when it kind of fell yeah. apart for him. But, um, no, it's 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 sad to see it happen because 
when he was coming out of college, it was the tank for Tua and the oh yeah, all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. Um, it's crazy that Jalen Hurts almost has might have mm, the better pro career. Yes, yeah, that is wild. And that's an, it's. I I don't like to put them up against each other, and I think they're really good friends. But but the injuries aren't doing Tua yeah. any favors. Right it's now. hard. It's hard not to. I get you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Ryan, anything else from the league? Did did we get everything? I think we kind of touched. Is on... any other big headline? Um, the Bengals are really hot. I'll get I'll get ostracized. Got Buffalo on Monday. That That's gonna Monday be night. such a good game. That's gonna be yes. such a good game. It's supposed to be like sixty degree weather. Yeah, yeah. Um. um oh, here's the last thing before we go. Mm-hmm. Should Justin Jefferson be in the MVP conversation? Because the yes. MVP has turned into a glorified QB award, similar to the Heisman Trophy, when Justin Jefferson is on pace to break. Uh, Michael Thomas's record for receptions and break Cooper Cup's record for uh yards in the season. Yes, he like, should be. He sh- he should he 100 should be up there for the conversation. Like, take him off that Vikings team. How like what's their record? Like that that Vikings are, are a very good and talented team even without Jefferson. But I think Jefferson takes him to a whole another yep. level. No, I agree. I agree. I think uh, Nick Bosa. I just Rob RG three mm-hmm. tweeted this because he said that Justin Jefferson and Nick Bosa deserve to be in the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. I agree. Just be between. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, which is uh-huh. probably what it's going to come down. Yes, to. I agree. I agree. Those guys should be up there too because they've they've had huge impacts on their team this year. But uh, yeah, awesome. I think we got everything from the league, and if, even if yeah. we didn't, we'll get it next time. So Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, remember everybody, rate, review, subscribe, download, do all those things. It really does help the show. Um, and. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, y'all.